Dogecoin, but I still remember when all the creators got on Dogecoin, they started not promoting it, but well, I guess promoting it technically, um, just talking about it is some form of promotion and everybody started putting into it. And I remember like the day right after everyone stopped talking about it, after they all cashed out, that shit dropped immediately. All right. Well, we can pretty much get started now. Um, Hey everybody, welcome back to the Med Podcast. Apologies for not recording something and posting last weekend. Uh, We didn't really have anything good to talk about, but there's been some stuff happening this week as well as some personal interest stuff that we want to kind of get into. Um, So as again... Welcome back to the Med Podcast. I'm here with your hosts, Macy, David, and me, myself, Edward. Um, Man, buddy, has no energy. <laughs> I mean, it is the warning, bro. Come on now. All right. Doesn't matter. I'm tired. My nose gotta... is scuffed. I mean, I don't know you being the beam of energy. Come on now. Okay, but I'm like sick. Okay, but I'm I'm also sick, so. <clears throat> like mildly sick. Anyways, um, so we do have some nail-biting topics for all of you. Uh I don't know if you want to introduce our topics now and then get into it or what, but I'm going to talk about Omegle uh, being shut down, pretty much why it was shut down. Well, I don't know the whole logistics of it, pretty much just the creator got hate because of certain people and aspects on the internet. And, you know, obviously after pandemic, it got worse, but we'll get into that. And then David, what is your topic? Um, My topic is... uh. On how the fuck do you say this word? Uh, and Entrepreneurship? On, on, yes. Entrepreneurs who made it with their companies and my idea for business. Interesting. Turning this bitch into Shark Tank. There you go. <laughs> and Macy? We're not investors. <laughs> we are also not financial advisors, which um, is a great segue into my topic. I just want to talk about like... All of the shit coins, what are they called? The meme coins? I call them shit coins because they're like Bitcoin, but like kind of shit. Um, not actually, but right now I just saw on Twitter that Dogecoin is going back up again. And it just reminded me of like when it was really prevalent. So I want to talk about all of those fun little meme coins. Uh, Bit, what is it called? Cryptocurrency? Not financial advisors. No, I'm not giving any advice. I'm just being nostalgic. And the bitch is up. And talking like about shit. No. <laughs> wow, yeah. it went from five cents to eight cents. Hog. Hoggies. <laughs> there you go. All right. Who wants to? Who wants to go first? It should definitely be one of you two. It should be well, the most interesting one, right? The one that's the title card. I mean, they're both the first two are going to be on the title card, but I guess I'll go first since Omegle is kind of happening right now. So Omegle, unfortunately, has shut down. Um, now I say unfortunately, and this is coming from like a content creator standpoint, because I know there was a lot of people on TikTok, on YouTube, um, you know, I, I don't want to say reels because we don't acknowledge Instagram reels, but <laughs> reelers, Snapchat, what, all the fucking content creators, Scott. Um, oh, no. There was a lot of them, you know, you'll probably scroll past a couple of videos seeing somebody dressed up. I know the most recent one I saw was like a Michael Myers costume in front of a piano just on Omegle, um, just meeting new people. And I mean, that was basically their content like it was just them recording reactions to people who didn't expect them to be talented i guess shit like that and apparently i think omigo actually closed a couple of days ago but the creator came out saying that 
I think he received a bunch of hate recently, and I don't know if it's recent, I think it's been a while, but as of recent, he couldn't take it anymore. Um, it was pretty much just hate for the platform asking and saying why was Omegle a thing. Um, now, I wasn't really into Omegle when I was younger. I know this service came out in 2009, so this service has been around a while, like I think 14 years. Um, and <laughs> it's been very notorious for having not only, you know, children, content creators, but also, you know, pedophiles, ex-vendors, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of people who aren't afraid to show themselves on the internet exposure-wise, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But, you know, apparently when COVID happened, um, you know, everybody was at home. I think the viewership not viewership, but how many people were registered on Omegle. I think the amount of users, it went up drastically. Like, I think the same with TikTok. Everybody was just home doing nothing. So it was a way for them to, you know, obviously meet people and communicate with others without having to go outside. Now, I'm sure you can see how somebody who has malicious intent could find a way like this to, to use it for very nefarious plans to not only, you know, spread hate, however you categorize that, but do very very suspicious things and i guess i just wanted to get y'all's opinion on it I, I know i'm probably gonna ramble on for the next five minutes so i'm just gonna stop myself right here and sort of just ask you guys um you know obviously knowing that omigo is a place for people to communicate to interact especially on camera do you think it deserved all the hate that it got mainly because of the people who made it bad for everyone else um well that's a loaded and ethical question because as a website or as an idea, no, it shouldn't have gotten hate, but to the point that we were in now, everyone knows every five clicks you had to skip, there'd be a dick like easily. For sure. Yeah. Um, so it getting forced to shut down by a lawsuit from a sexual abuse survivor um, because of the misuse of the platform, uh, sexual abuse of minors, allegedly. Uh, because it's it, it, like, I don't, I personally cannot understand why people are naked in front of a camera and waiting for people to show up. Like that's, that's weird. Like that's, that's that's borderline like like not even just creepy. That's just like it's not even borderline, bro. <laughs> it is. No, I'll just like mental. I guess like uh, it's they just have something wrong with them. Uh, should the just uh should the site have shut down? Um, no. It, it's it was a funny site. A lot of YouTubers, like you said, made a lot of content off it. Like uh, a, spe a specific YouTuber called the Do. Um, one of my favorites when I was growing up, he's a musical content creator as well. And he would go on there and root, like play song requests. And then every so often on his videos, he would show a guy naked, but he would blur it out. So you couldn't see anything. And he would just scream and then tit skip. Um, and it was funny, but like now seeing this as it's like all coming up to light, I guess, like an actual, like legitimate, like shutdown. You could definitely see why it needed to shut down. I mean, yeah, 
you have to remember that like it operated like that and you know it's just unfortunate that it was like that to begin with but the internet first off we all know is very scary and it can be a terrible horrific place like there are a lot of suspicious characters on the internet and omegle being just one of those platforms that allows people to be on camera and sort of do shit and sort of to directly quote uh the owner it was sort of the way that he saw it was there was a bunch of you know fiber optics cables and a screen that was basically separating somebody like that from you so there was really no what was it fear that somebody like that would find you but regardless just to have those kind of characters on there you know you're going to come across not just people who show their dicks but i think most recently the one that i saw was people like supporting nazis like there was just saluting nazis which i think is funny as fuck did you want to say anything macy about this i mean i don't know what the fuck you just went into but um i feel like the site definitely, obviously, you know, it should have had more, like, I don't know how necessarily the restrictions would have been imposed if it would be, like, you know, having, like, moderators or something or, like, having to prove you're a certain age or, you know, that kind of shit and then being able to, like, permanently ban somebody, but um, kind of similar to how, like, a lot of other social media content is is moderated. It obviously like it, it posed a danger to, to certain like users, but I don't think it was as David said like the fault of the site. The site had funny stuff. Like I just realized, and that's why I was like I was looking up at the looking up the channel for one of my like more recent like creators that I enjoy that goes on Amigle, and it's like people who catfishy people on Amigle, like dressing up as like an e girl and then being like wah, 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 I'm a Russian man. Um, shout out to that content creator um that i don't remember the name of <laughs> i don't know like yeah it got to a point that it needed to be shut down but i'm hoping that like it it shutting down doesn't mean that like nothing like it will ever come about again i'm hoping that you know they'll come up with a new version that's like better to moderate i guess that like you don't have as many of these issues granted you can't get rid of them all across the board but you know what I mean? You brought up, first off, like you brought up a good argument about, you know, a sort of security, how some would implement that. And just to directly quote, just so I don't, you know, fuck it up, but <laughs> the owner pretty much said he believes in the responsibility um, to be a good Samaritan and to implement reasonable measures to fight crimes and other misuse, which is usually what they tried to do on Omegle. Um, <laughs> and this was just in addition to basic safety features of anonymity. There was also a great deal of moderation behind the scene, including state-of-the-art AI operating in concert with the wonderful team of human moderators. So, I mean... It, it sort of just tells you first off, you know, if they have all these, we'll just say basic safety stuff in place right now without, you know, sort of jeopardizing the the identity of the person who's using it. If they sort of just have all these basic safety features, it kind of goes to show just if they're removing a bunch of people, how many other people sort of just come on there just to show their dick and spread hate and shit like that. It's yeah. wild to me that there are a lot of people like that. Like, I, I can't even imagine... I'm pretty sure I can probably search it up, but I can't imagine the actual number and statistics of how many people they banned just from reports alone from other users of them doing dumb shit like that. Yeah. 
I didn't realize they had that kind of those kinds of features. If that was in place and all of this was still happening, then yeah, I don't know how they would fix it. I would love to see it like come back and be safer, but unless it's like you have to like connect accounts or whatever that can prove that you're a certain age and then you know like again you know just holding people accountable and if they're reporting and they're they're moderating all of this shit already and so much slipping through the cracks i don't know how they would have to improve that but they would certainly have to it's unfortunate but like it's you know you said david that it was the result of a lawsuit from somebody who had been like abused on the site i don't know if it's on the site um i haven't read fully into it um but there's there's like 50 lawsuits over yeah the last couple years i think the most recent one was an 11 year old was set up to chat with a sexual predator why um, the fuck was the 11 year old on there bro i mean it's it's the internet and you can't really stop your kids from getting on the internet anymore yeah it's fair. um so it's definitely it's a it's a great site funny site but of course like in life there will be people to ruin something um like you have um black lives matter and people ruined it like it was it was a good movement and then they ruined it you have fucking i'm pretty sure someone could ruin bread like well i actually have they they charcoal that shit to make it look black and like, what are you talking about? Um, I was just thinking about something I saw on Gordon Ramsay's channel, but uh, no, like the, what I'm trying to say is that things are made for a reason, whether they're good or bad. Um, and if they're good, in time it'll try to it'll be ruined by the people that are using it. Um, if it's made for bad reasons, it's already there. Yeah. No matter what you do, everybody's still going to try and fuck it up. Yeah. I mean, you also brought up the argument, David, of, you know, obviously the most recent lawsuit being an 11 year old. That also brings up the whole argument of should children like should they be allowed on the Internet? Like, I'm, I'm not saying that they should be completely restricted, but a service like Omega, which can connect, you know, you to somebody else within the world. I mean, it's pretty much like the owner said, like, you have to believe that there are good Samaritans on the website who aren't going to do dumb shit, like show their dicks or spread Nazism. But, you know, somebody like you and I being over the age of fucking 18 plus versus somebody who's 11 years old, like, I guess it sort of brings up the argument, do you think there should be more restrictions on the internet for somebody who's under the age of 18 just to avoid shit like that? That's always been a thing, but no one can really yeah. enforce that. Yeah. I mean, the internet, you know, obviously has given access people to everything, but it's also sort of given everything access to them, which is sort of the scary aspect of the internet. And just to kind of follow up with what you said, Macy, about there being something else that comes after Omegle, I think without a doubt that there is going to be a service that comes after that. Like, I think somebody yeah. will either create something, um, and that's not to say, you know, Omega won't come back. You know, they, they I don't know if the owner is going to reactivate it further down the line, sort of have like a second heart at it, but mm -hmm. I'm sure somebody's going to create a site that's going to be almost identical to what Omegle is. And 
I think is just going to be an opportunity it being new you know who's to say that they're going to have even any restrictions to begin with I think they'll have basic I don't know if it'll be as sophisticated as Omegle's but I think it'll be basic enough safety features where it's not going to I guess assist if that makes sense it's not going to be any better than Omegle as there's really no way to keep evildoers quote-unquote off of the internet there's just no way to do it I think I hate to say it because obviously like nobody wants it to be this way but I honestly think like a paywall might prevent more of like the minors kind of issue because I mean where are they getting that money besides their parents and their parents can see at least if money's taking from their account versus like just a site they're visiting so maybe that's just because I was thinking about like obviously you know like poor stuff is like it's available but like when you have the like it only fans for example like it's behind a paywall so it's like less likely to have those kinds of issues potentially so like maybe that i don't know i just like i'm sitting here like how can they fix it <laughs> because i would love to to see it become less of like a, a hazard on the internet so it's, it's like i'm I didn't really use it much when I was a kid. Like, I went on it, like, a few times on the chat version, not the video version. And just kind of, like, never actually responded to anybody. Like, maybe three or four times or something. But I did, like, watch a lot of the videos about it and stuff like that. So, I do... I love the idea. I think it's fun. But maybe that would be... I mean, who knows? Imagine like a paywall. There's really no saying if a paywall will stop children. Like you said, like they'll just take their their parents' credit card information. I mean, even if they can see the payment, I'm sure the parents either won't care or they'll get suspicious only enough to ask their child what it's about, and that's it. I don't yeah. think they'll go to the extent unless they're very overbearing or protective of that child. Now, you know, obviously, I don't want to say maybe there all the priests will just flock to Roblox. I mean, once the 17 plus experience comes out, who knows? But I, I mean, <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's pretty much, I guess, the same, just like Roblox. Like, yes, they're two different platforms, but with Roblox instituting something that's supposed to be for, you know, 17 plus experience for adults, young adults to go on that website with the intention of dating. I mean, who's to say that an adult from Omegle who just shows their dick won't go on fucking Roblox. And I mean, now they have, you know, voice chat, but they're going to implement video chat as well, which I think is very Jesus, dangerous. That's terrible. Like that, that is just a lawsuit waiting to happen, I guess. Yeah. How, do you remember, how is Roblox supposedly like age checking people? It's well, not. you have to provide, no, they are, David, you have to provide verification of ID to even enable voice chat. At least that's what it was before. I don't know if you can just enable voice chat now, but there's an age verification page on your settings in Roblox that you can upload valid ID to have certain features enabled, which I think are 17 plus and older. Which I think, you know, 17 is still fucked. Like, I, I hate that they're using 17 plus. Just go up to 18, you know? I agree. Like, that. that's very stupid. Um, no, I did just want to bring this up because Omegle has had some real-world cases where they've gotten people sent to jail. And I will just quote this directly. 
Omigo's moderation even had a positive impact beyond the website, which meant that they had the capability of working with law enforcement agencies and National Center for Missing and Exploited Children to help prevent evildoers and put them into prison where they belong. So there are people, you know, who quote unquote are rotting behind bars right now, which just, I guess, shows evidence that Omigo like proactively collect is collectively against them and they tip the authority off. So, I mean, I don't really know how their report system works, but if there's been real cases of people, you know, evildoers, quote unquote, doing dumb shit like that, going to jail, I think whatever system they had in place was working. I don't know if it had the opportunity to show how advanced it could get, considering, you know, it brings up the whole argument, how can you implement more restrictions and rules without jeopardizing the anonymity of the person using it? You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. once you once you have to verify valid ID, who's to say some hacker can't just go on there and find that? Like, who's to say they can't just find that ID, know your full name, your address, date of birth, shit like that? I mean, the internet's a scary place. Like, it, it is yeah. absolutely terrifying. And I mean, you don't even have to, you know, show valid ID or go on sites like Omegle. Like, something like YouTube, for example, I'm sure we could find on you know reddit any subreddit related to people small creators just coming out there you know you'll usually see a post every now and then of people saying that they got their first hate comment or they got their first comment of somebody who's just being who's just so fucking weird like somebody who will just comment just a comment and it mostly happens to girls and i think we all know for obvious reasons people are horny there are weird fucking guys out there that just want to you know they found a small creator who's a girl they want to be that one sort of oh they know my name type shit once they get famous mm-hmm. i'll be the first supporter but i don't know shit like that it, it makes me cringe and you know obviously i'm not a girl but i can't even start to think about if somebody on my channel just started saying some creepy ass shit on every single video of mine like that yeah. would just be weird yeah but I mean, there's evildoers everywhere on the internet, you know? Here's the question. Um, technically, I don't know how the laws of the internet work. I don't know how any of that shit works, but technically, via the First Amendment, they can really say whatever they want, even as long as it's not, like, a possible crime or threat. I mean, yeah. Like, I think there was an argument back then. I don't remember what law was, was they were trying to pass. I think one of the great examples was what happened, I think, with the congressional hearing that TikTok had about, you know, people sort of saying whatever they wanted, about posting whatever they wanted. And I think they were just using the fact that, first off, the company was a chi- obviously a Chinese company, even though it was set in the U.S., I think. But they were sort of using... If I remember correctly, some posts that said dumb, malicious shit, like, oh, you know, just for the sake of dark humor, 9-11 was funny or shit like that. Like, just any form of dark humor post, people can take that and say, wow, this platform is bad. Like, it is absolutely bad. Nobody should go on it. And I mean, people have the freedom of speech, quote unquote, I guess, whenever it comes to the internet. And I think it's because they have that anonymity, like nobody knows who they are, which is the whole meme of digital footprint. But... I think to some degree, and I'll probably get hate for this, there should be some restriction, which I think is what net neutrality, that law that was being passed long ago, was supposed to implement. But, you know, yeah. it was fucked anyways. I don't think it, they were going to make it exactly the way. Because how do you really restrict the internet, you know? 
Like how how do you yeah. do that? You can't. Yeah. But I mean, with every with the way the world is now, unfortunately, everybody, you know, I, I think the owner of Omega was right. Everybody is more quick to judge nowadays. It's more of uh they're not really looking at I guess the grand scheme of things when it comes to protection wise at least in their case they're not looking at how it could improve only that there were evildoers they show their dick to little kids the website needs to be stopped and needs to go away like it, it has no positive impact on anybody that's it okay well we hit our our 20 minute timer so did anyone else have anything they wanted to say on the topic no nah. No, I mean, it's it's sad, but I think as we've kind of made a point of, it's it's necessary for now. Just hope it figures itself out. Yeah, I'm sure also, you know, the content creators, like it's, I feel bad for them, but I'm, I'm sure they'll find some way else to make their content. Yeah, just like the Nintendo the shit, like it's, it's just another hurdle. Alrighty, so with that being said, then we'll go ahead and move on. I'll go ahead and reset the timer. And then I think David wants to go last, so. Remembered like a funny joke as it pertains to your topic that I've been seeing circulate and then I'll be done. But it just has been like, this is Omegle closing is the 9-11 for peace, you know? Uh, uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Christ. Come on, David. Not a uh, really funny no joke, but I've seen it like a, a gazillion times. To be fair, like, she also cut out, so I didn't hear most of the joke, if it was a joke. I mean, I didn't cut out, I just didn't say the word at the end. Yeah, come on, dude. Oh. Jesus, bro. That's just a, like, meme that I have seen circulating that I had no context for, because I did not know that I'm gonna call it shutting down. <laughs> But he's clapping because he can't Thank just you. holler. I don't know. <laughs> Low energy, by the way. Low energy. Low energy, by the way. Come on, Lance. Right, that was Go a ahead. funny joke. <laughs> I got to say. Um, yeah. So, are we talking about yeah, we're, we're my talking. topic now? Yeah. Okay. So, my topic that I wanted to bring in today was... Um, I just wanted to like talk, reminisce, I know both of you probably know a little bit more about it than I do, about like all of the the Bitcoin and not the Bitcoins, but like the meme coins in particular, because as I said, I saw that Doge was on the rise when I was kind of prepping for this and checking Twitter just to see if there was anything like interesting to, to try to work with. Um, I'm trying to find my cash app so i can look at see was it even available on cash app Doge? i don't think it is i think people will use robin hood for dogecoin Ugh, i don't have weeble. That. yeah and weeble oh well anyway <laughs> um stonks stonks Doge? no no doge well i no longer have any information because i don't feel like finding it on twitter but okay yeah i'm, I'm looking it up right now i'm just lying unprepared oh take your time take your time, take your time. there you. we go well while we wait for you then um i'll go ahead and i guess i'll bring up 
a separate argument that I, I guess I wanted to discuss as well. Um, okay, I I just got it. But go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Never mind. Go ahead. I just kind of you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Edward. <laughs> it didn't take long. It was just loading the search bar. Um, so yeah, right now Doge is at like eight cents, and that doesn't seem like much, but. If you both remember when Doge was kind of like made, I know I like made, okay, preface before I actually start talking, not financial advisors, no way whatsoever am I like advising to anybody listening to this podcast that anything that I say like worked well or didn't work well for me will work the same for you. Do not take anything I say, it's all anecdotal and it is not at all supposed to inform your financial decisions. Don't listen to me about money. I'm really bad at it. Anyway, if you remember, like, when Doge first came out, I know I invested, like, a grand into it, which was kind of crazy looking back. Like, I don't know why I did that. (laughs) And, um, I invested, like, when it was in, like, the, a few zeros, like, sub one cent. And I remember it, like, it went up to, like, five cents or whatever. And I didn't sell because <laughs> I could have done like a lot of money. And then ultimately I like, it went back to about where I had bought it and I just sold so that I could get out of Robinhood since there was all like that controversy about the app and I just wanted to be like away from it. So ultimately I made like maybe 10 bucks on Doge, but yeah just like a fun little thought i don't know if you're still actively involved david i know eddie like you still keep an eye on stocks but you're not as like and this is kind of like a stocks and bitcoin not for financial like discussion but like just for like just chatting about it it's something that's always evaded me understanding stocks how all that kind of stuff works even though i've always wanted to get it it just like no matter how many times eddie explained it to me it never really wrapped around my head of like what the fuck are you talking about thing um crypto is the closest thing i got like close to understanding but i still don't think i actually get it well before david starts talking um because i know he loves stocks macy why didn't you mention you selling right before it skyrocketed oh yeah Um, i meant to say that it went up i didn't sell it went back down i sold and then it skyrocketed to like 50 cents yeah, or whatever. It's directed a lot. Like we could have had like a Jamie, lot of money. She invested at six cents and sold before that shit went to damn near sixty cents. We could have been <laughs> millionaires. No, she she got cold feet before we went to bed one night. We woke up and that bitch was high as fuck. Like See, that is paper hands right there. That is literally paper hands. Like you got to hold the fucking line, bro. Like you got to be an ape. Like, I, I sold because I didn't sold. want to be on Robin Hood anymore. Oh I didn't want God. to be on like, like there was that whole thing coming up about how it was like terrible and everybody should stop using it. Uh, I would have been mad as fuck. No, no, I uh, trust me, trust me. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had a long ass talk. Couldn't talk to her for about a week. That is not true, but that's how right. yeah. At the oh, end of the day, God. any money not earned is just like you know it's not that you just like missed out on it like you just you just didn't it's fine you know if i had lost money 
I would be mad. I made like 15 bucks, so. Okay, well, to, to provide context, right? This all happened in 2021, which was around the yeah. time that COVID happened. And now, David, I don't know if you remember exactly what was happening there, but you have to remember that before Dogecoin spiked, not only was, you know, YouTubers, like I think KSI, I, it was the only one I vividly remember. I think it was also Logan Paul, probably Mr. Beast, maybe. I take that with like a grain of salt, but Elon Musk was tweeting about it. You knew that shit was going to fly up and Macy sold. Like, no, no. I'm getting heated just thinking about it, my brother. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God. We could have had a lot of money, but it's fine because we're still it's happy. We're still it's living. We're doing okay. It's not fine, bro. Like, bro, it, David, if we got rich that day, trust me, you would not have heard from us on me. Like, I, I, you, you would have been, been gone. Would have been gone. See, there's the benefit. You know, we were still holding all the friends. We're making this podcast. No, bro, I don't give a fuck about that shit. Come on now. Like, we would have been. This podcast is really important. Really important. We didn't even record last week. Because we were doing other stuff. We were celebrating getting subscribers. Welcome, everybody. We're very happy to have you. Welcome, guys, to our two new subscribers. Telling shit this week. Killing it, bro. Killing it. David, where's that new shirt, by the way? Undersure. Oh, sure. Oh. This guy. Uh, I was going to make a community post, too. Anyways, hey, guys. Thank you for the two people that subscribed to the Med Podcast. We're so glad you guys decided to join us on our journey. Hopefully. Is it now? Is there, is, do we get another one? We're at six. Yeah, we were at four. Who's our fourth? Probably one of my, like eight alternate accounts that I subscribed with and it just decided to not count. Norway. Alright, well let's not talk about fudging the numbers because that doesn't matter. Uh, but thank you. I mean it's not fudging the numbers. They just all the accounts I use. Who subscribed. Thank you to the two people who subscribed to our, our channel. We're so happy you decided again to join us on our journey. Hopefully you listen to this one fully through and through and you hear us give you a shout out in the middle of the fucking episode. But anyways, Macy, you can go ahead and continue. Yeah, um not talking in general about like how it works because i feel like that just is really like way too close to financial advice but um any like fun little experiences you know like anything with it what were the other like stupid not stupid but like the other meme coins i don't remember the rest of them but there were a few that like we all kind of like looked at like is this going to be the one I mean, after that, shit yeah, after that, it was, nothing, it was nothing but fucking shit coins. It was first off, I think Shiba Inu was another oh, one that yeah. people speculated. Well, that that's what people on Twitter are saying. That one's going up too. Wasn't there, wasn't mean, there a Jesus coin? Yeah, there was. Yeah. I, I love Jesus coin, bro. Jesus, like, first off, don't invest in Jesus coin. You know, audience, if you're hearing this far, do not invest in Jesus coin, but I love the name of it. And obviously, we can't talk about, you know, shit coins without giving a quick shout out which is unofficial where I'm not actually going to shout them out, but without giving an unofficial shout out to squid game coin, which <laughs> I'm sure we talked about this off camera at some point, but squid game coin was one of them who was obviously named after the fucking show squid games. And just so I quote this, um, and you know, just before I get into the quote, get right into it they were basically a coin that was and this is another reason why shit coins are so fucking stupid because anybody can make them it doesn't matter if there's actual liquidity or not in the fucking coin but yeah squid game coin is one that went from i think one penny i think even less than that to over a thousand dollars in the blink of an eye 
and whoever invested into that obviously they became like millionaires instantly and unfortunately like any shitcoin without liquidity you can't actually sell so if there's no movement you basically have a billion dollars yes but you can't put it into your bank account now everybody who invested in squid game coin um obviously it was a like it was hundreds of dollars the owner of squiggy coin not only pumped it up he took all that money away at the peak and then it came crashing which you know is what's called a rug pool like i don't know i guess it's sort of what is exactly what it sounds like it's sort of you you decide to invest into something and then somebody pulls the rug out of you like under you and then you just get mm -hmm. fucked like all your money vanished in an instant now, I'm going to try to find an article exactly that explains it because that was a loosely based explanation, if I remember correctly, but you can go ahead. Who? You. I didn't know if you were going to start talking, Macy. Oh. No, I was All just right, like well, responding. I haven't given my opinion on this, so I'll go. Go ahead. Um, I am st still investing, technically. Uh, Macy pointed that out. Uh, I am a shareholder of Uber. Uh, I am not investing that much as I'm currently not working, but I'm going to be working soon. Um, it's a very slippery slope. Just by itself, buying and selling is difficult, but when you add contracts to it, that's a lot harder. I don't know how Edward did it. Um, cryptocurrency, it's fun, it's cool, it's hip with all the new kids. Um, it was something fun to try out. I made some money off of it. Um, my biggest regret is my first experience with stocks. I too had paper hands. Uh, there was this, um, marijuana company that I invested in that was at like two dollars. It went up to like four. I kept it. Like I didn't I did not want to sell. And then it went down to one. And I was so fucking sad. I sold. One year later, it was up to $12. I could have been up almost three grand with how much money I had invested. So it's tough, but you learn. Yeah. I'm still okay. holding on GameStop. I hope you guys know that. I'm down like $60. I mean, we, don't, we don't have a choice. But... We don't have a choice, which is another yeah. argument that we can make about that is that, and obviously I feel like we have to create the distinction of shitcoin to actual stock, like crypto in general. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why people love cryptos and shitcoins, which I say love very loosely, is because of how quick it goes up and down. Like that shit isn't as consistent as stocks are. I mean, yes, stocks go up and down, I guess, fairly quickly as well. But they don't go as quick as crypto zoo like they will drop immediately um and i basically found an article by the way for the squid game thing which apparently was sort of the focus i think i don't remember if he did anything about it but the focus the article talks about is somebody named luke hartford which this is from the wire shout out to the wire by the way but he pretty much said that he saw that there was a basically an up-and-coming fucking coin out of nowhere, which was a Squid Game coin, which I feel like I should say is not affiliated with the fucking, you know, Squid Games on Netflix. But he bought $300 because, you know, obviously he saw that it was going up, you know, obviously it was coming up from nothing. So you think 
as time goes on, everything, quote unquote, sort of goes up, you know, just as a stock market. But he bought $300 worth of Squid Game coin, right? It was worth around 90 cents. And he just sat back and just prayed, right? But that's pretty much all we do. Now, it crossed the dollar, which earned him back 10% return on his investment, then two, then three. He woke up one random day, which I think was actually the next morning, and it hit $5. And his 300 had basically turned into 1.6. Like he had $1,600. And obviously, you know, he was, he was tripping about it. He was like, damn, I need to leave this shit in. He woke up which this happened on October 29th, he woke up to find that the squid, which the, I think it's called the token, like the, I don't yeah. know. No, not, not the token, but the name of it, like the actual token name, which is like the dollar sign. And then the, the hashtag, it was, which was dollar sign squid. The hashtag was trending on Twitter and people apparently were saying that they were basically struggling or they couldn't sell their holdings of it. So they were struggling to cash out. Apparently, they had to buy what was called marbles, which they obtained through a pay-to-play game organized mm, by the yeah. owner in order to sell the money, which that oh, sounds that was? Like a fucking scam. Yeah. So oh, they had to buy marbles in order game. to do it. Now, he decided, again, his name is Hartford, he decided to buy $50 in marbles, which was on October 31st, as an experiment to see if that was a way to get his money back. Now, his initial $300 investment turned into $200,000. As the Squid Game coin, it rose up to $600 per token. Pretty much meaning Jesus per stock. Christ. Like, imagine $600 per stock and you have five of those. God damn. But... It eventually peaked, and I was underselling it when I said, I think, $1,000. That shit hit $2,861 per token. Like, imagine waking up to, to basically over a million dollars or just short of it. Apparently, he was just short of a million dollars, but obviously with no liquidity, he couldn't sell. So, just after apparently 1.38 p.m. on November 1st, 3.36 million dollars that was invested by Squid Game Point, and this was from everybody, was yanked out. It was pulled from the project owners. The liquidity pool for it disappeared, basically instantly. And then within 10 minutes of just that, the coin was worthless. <laughs> Shit is fucking crazy. Yeah, I'd be mad as hell. I, yeah. I mean, three hundred dollars. I think that was the argument people were making. It's like, why would you invest three hundred into a shit coin? Like, it's first off, that's fucking crazy. But second off, it also brings us to the argument that people who invested initially, and as it kept rising up, they just kept putting more and more, thinking that, damn, I'm I'm gonna be rich as fuck. They lost mm -hmm. everything. I think people invested like ten thousands. Like they invested thousands and thousands right. of dollars into that shit and lost it immediately. That's crazy. <sighs> I mean, that's why Dogecoin is so fucking credible, I guess. People were actually able to sell their their tokens once it peaked at 60 cents. But I mean, we just had to, you know, we're talking about shit coins, had to give a quick shout out to Squid Game Coin. Not officially, <laughs> but I had to give a quick shout out to them. Anyways, Macy, you can continue with your topic. Right. I mean, yeah. I think... <laughs> It is. It's just much more approachable too. Like when the pandemic hit, I feel like we were all like hunting for ways to make money, right? And stocks became like a little bit more relevant. And then to like a wider audience, 
all these shit coins kind of like started to appear and it's like like i said you know i do not understand stocks at all i still don't even really get shit coins but like it feels a little bit simpler and i think the reason that it's like it's so insane and it went so crazy at the time was because nobody actually like really got it except the people who took it like really hardcore but people like me that were just like yeah sure i'll just put money in it we were all just kind of like we trends it's like a little slide um <laughs> everybody just started like diving in like half of us you know like you guys like informed and actually knowing what you're talking about and half of the people like me like yeah we okay hold on hold on because we are not financial advisors david and i Macy, you keep saying that yeah, no. we're well informed we are not we're not informed in fact anybody you know if a hedge fund manager is listening to this podcast for whatever reason and they hear this bullshit me and david have very amateurish experience of the stock market it's just i want to say basic enough that where or i'm able to make money off of it but it's not anything where i'm able to make millions off of it so oh no you know just just to put that out there because you keep saying yeah. you know y'all y'all are well informed and no when i say well informed i don't mean like you guys are are following it super well like you you're making money i really just mean like i at least from my perspective it seems like you understand how stocks work like at all you know basically like, like D david is just uh put it in and pray bro like just like i know more money equals more gain or loss that's Same, about as basically. far as i've got david did you want to say anything by the way uh not really i'm gonna start molding i'm gonna keep talking about my you don't, you don't want to talk about the the cryptos i mean shit coins i mean we pretty much already discussed like why people are so invested into them because of how quickly they can grow. Um, I'm trying to think of what another shit coin is. I know Shiba Inu was a big one. And then obviously yeah. we also have to give a shout out to Wall Street Bets. You know, we're talking about trending Bro, that was a whole thing. GameStop was you know, you like hedging against oh. us. So whenever something I posted on Wall Street Bets that like cost, right? Wall Street would like do the opposite to like fuck her. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what they did with GameStop. And, you know, me and David and Pringo, shout out to Pringo, we did a video, which was on my channel, shout out to the channel, <laughs> by the way, um, that we called GameStop to ask how or we could get stock for them. And, I mean, this was during the whole time when they were trying to basically crash GameStop. They wanted to make the company go bankrupt. And I think, you know, obviously, as I was learning the stocks, you can put what's called put options on stock so if it's going down you're still making money off of it now the difference is i think wall street and you know obviously this is poorly explained so just a heads up wall street was trying to basically crash the not crash the stock but basically bring it to the point where gamestop was basically going to go bankrupt like they were already closing businesses but wall street bets saw this the people on there they were like damn like gamestop is just a part of our childhood we love gamestop so how about we all collectively agree to just put money pump it the fuck up and basically get to a point where gamestop isn't you know they're not going to go bankrupt type shit so it went up i think if i remember correctly to maybe 300 or 400 dollars per stock and i just want to say like i wish i had invested in the beginning and even though you know people who invested at like a dollar and then that shit went up to 400 dollars unfortunately the brokerage app that people were using was Robinhood. now it wasn't just Robinhood that this was happening and i'm pretty sure all of you knew david you probably knew it because you invested as well but Robinhood was restricting 
Like they restricted yeah. the trade options for the stock. I don't think that they were legally allowed to do that and they, they were, were sued for it. Like <laughs> everybody lost trust in Robinhood after that. And they did the same thing with AMC. AMC was the exact same thing. <laughs> that That's just stuff. Anyways, what did you want to say? We have about a minute left, so. Shit. Um, you better I was going to bring up the fucking uh, big ass godmother of all fucking uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a fucking bitch. Uh, literally one year ago, it was at how much? 16,000 and now it's at 37,000. It's been fluctuating like Florida's weather. This shit is unpredictable, and people that say they can predict it are liars. I mean, like, didn't it peak at 70,000 or was it 60? I have no fucking idea. It peaked at 61,000. Damn. Like, that, first off, that's a lot of money, especially since people said that Bitcoin wasn't gonna go up. But you have to remember that. Crypto like Bitcoin, Ethereum, back when, when they actually had like miners for them, and not like children miners, miners. but you know, <laughs> GPU miners that they were basically making it by. Uh, fuck. How how do I explain this? It was basically detrimental to the environment. There was so much mining facilities, and I honestly don't remember how. Like I don't know how it's detrimental to the environment. It's probably because of all like. It overworking electricity and I think some of them burned out causing smokes or whatever the fuck I honestly don't know some way somehow it was detrimental to the environment so naturally climate activists were like nope this shit needs to fucking go they started protesting it eventually Ethereum I think it was Ethereum or one of these popular ones that have a bunch of miners they released something saying that it's it's not going to be possible I think they switched blockchains or some shit like that I honestly don't know but it basically left people, it left it virtually impossible to mine cryptos after it, which I think is pretty crazy, which I think is what caused the, the spike to go down. Bitcoin's just one of those that, you know, people look at it bad and I, I don't know why, like I'm not that much of an expert. Yep. Yeah. 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 Even, I can hear myself through somebody's mic, like, whose mic was well, it? It's obvious. I don't know. Anyways, I'm in the living room. The door's closed, bro. Those doors are like made of steel. There's no shot. Yeah, no, yeah, cap. Anyway. Anyways. I mean, they're uh, actually made of steel, but. All right. So, David, I'll just use you, buddy. All right. Uh, so, my topic is short but sweet. Uh, I don't really plan on taking the whole 20 minutes. Um, this is more of like a, like a, not dream, um, an idea that I had. Uh, a couple months ago, maybe even longer. Uh, I had a failsafe for, I, I guess, my at the end of my career, um, which kind of got taken away from me when I lost my citizen, uh, citizenship to Spain. Um, when I retire, I planned on moving to Spain and opening up a trading card shop. Uh, for like D and D, trading card games, anime, comics, uh, and that's been an idea I've had for a while. One of my friends, my topic is essentially entrepreneurs who have made it with their company um, and are uh, the CEOs of their company and are making a lot of money. My friend uh, Joseph Joey Bauer, um, he's the CEO and founder of Southside Supply. Shout out. 
Um, he's he makes a lot of money to the point where he can spend like a shit ton of money on like trading cards, grade them, and then sell them for even more money. Uh, he's at a point where he now has merchandise for his company, like uh, hoodies, shirts, beanies, pants, shorts. I bought some of them because they're fire. Uh, so that is kind of like the same uh feeling i had when i was a kid and i wanted to be a pro gamer like where i wanted to play league of legends at lcs um because imagine like being your own ceo which i guess like is kind of fucking uh ironic because tech if we become youtubers that's we'd technically be like our own bosses and we'd technically be making money like that um but it, it, it's it kind of like flipped the switch in my head where it kind of made it seem like, oh, this is important. Um, if you want to make your dream come true, you should probably work harder on YouTube. If you want to make your dream come true, you should probably start making the steps um, into going at it. So I have a question for you guys. Um, if... <laughs> I, I guess like I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even know how to phrase this. Um, maybe if you could make a company like your own, what would it be? First, I just want to say I don't think we're sponsored, but shout out to your friend. Uh, you definitely gave his ass a hefty ass shout out. And if this video was viral, I better get that paycheck cut. You feel me? But there we go. I mean, I already like I like I told you before the YouTube channel that I have shout out to motor by the way is basically my business I don't I don't know if it'll become a business but that's the way that I look at it and I think that's why I'm so heavy on you and Macy about stuff like this for example like the podcast I don't think it has anything to do with sort of like I know it's a startup even if it's not that's not how we see it to me that's how it is and that's how important to me it is and that's why I want to treat it like that I love editing and I just so happen to occasionally like playing games so it was a no-brainer to start a youtube channel but okay. you know if it becomes big or anything like that where i start making money off of it i'm happy like about it if i can become sustainable from it i would more than gladly do it full-time and be sort of my boss like you said but i just at the end of the day just want to make people laugh like that's all i care about i don't i don't care if it becomes big or not um you know obviously as as disheartening as that sounds because i do want to do it full-time if it doesn't become big i'm not gonna you know kill anybody i'm not gonna go on a rampage or shit like that it does stress me out because i want to improve like i i, I do want to improve on my content regardless of what it is to make it better i guess in a company aspect it's just to not rebrand but make my current branding better like just to improve it whatever changes that needs to be but i mean like when me and you started YouTube, we said that we were going to do it together. So in my head, you know, you're basically featured in almost all my videos, almost all of them, um, that we were going to do it together with separate channels. I mean, first we started to play the world shout out and then we did separate channels. I thought we would do it together, but you sort of stopped doing it. And Never. in my own opinion, I think it's because, and don't take this the wrong way, I don't feel like you have... I don't even know if it's the business bones, but that drive, that ambition, and I think someone like Pringle as well probably sees it where you sort of don't prioritize anything. It doesn't feel like you do. And yeah, obviously you have your own likes and dislikes and shit like that. But 
when it comes to the thing and just for the lack of a better term, like hard work, you don't seem like somebody who would put in the hard work, like your friend for his business to make something. You don't seem like mm-hmm. the person. Like to me personally, and from what I've seen and what I know of you, you don't seem like that person. And I don't know if it's because, you know, obviously you're both raised differently or whatever it might be, but for you, like you, your YouTube videos, for example, and this is not to say like, I think my videos are better. They seem low effort to me. Like it's literally mm-hmm. just you cutting and pasting gameplay. That's it. And of the mm-hmm. occasional meme jumps, but I don't know. Like I, it makes me sad that we're, it's not, it's not that we're not going to do this journey together. I think you would still play games with me for my channel, but to not be able to watch like videos on your channel makes me sad type shit. Okay. It's really for me, uh, business. so one of the reasons why I have, um, problems with, uh, uploading on YouTube or other things is because for me, it, I need a, um, I need a guarantee on things. I can't just blindly run into something and expect it to go well. Which is like the fear of YouTube, like all the time that we put in. And then what happens if it doesn't like, what happens if, if we don't explore? What happens if we put all this time into it and like, I'm, I'm sure things will come from it, but it's just that, like that blind faith of like, ho- like hopefully with all the effort I put in, I'll get something out of it. Um, which you could argue like, oh, like you have subscribers, even if it's 50, like you have people that watch your videos. Like, half of those are probably my friends but that don't even watch my videos. Um, but that's the main reason why, like right now I'm busting my ass in mock trial. Um, because that, like, that is something that is a guarantee for my career. Like, that is something on my resume that will make me look good. Um, YouTube on my resume does not. YouTube is, like I said, for you it's much more serious. Because you actually have your, like, 100% into it. YouTube for me is still a hobby. YouTube for me is still, like, a thing that I do for fun just because of you. Like, if we weren't friends, I wouldn't do YouTube anymore. I mean, I understand that. Um... And sort of just to break down what you said, I I think to think that if you go into something without a guarantee that you probably won't do it, I think that's a very stubborn, or I guess the lack of a better term, a very stubborn and blind way to look at something like that. We both know growth is linear. Growth is constant. We know that if you put the work in, regardless of if it's a hobby or not, you don't have to be 100% into it, which I can confidently say I'm not 100% into it, but I do stress about it. And the reason I stress is because I care about it. I think as long as you care about a passion project, regardless of if it's a hobby and if you're 100% into it, you'll be critical of it. And that's the most important thing is to be critical, especially if you're trying to build a business. You have to know what people like to some degree, if it's funny or not. I think to say that you know that mock trials are a guarantee because it's something you could put into your resume, there's nothing guaranteed in life except death, obviously. But the fact that you can say that these mock trials are going to help you in the future, to some degree they might, but you have to acknowledge that that might not be true. You might be doing all of this and amount to nothing. Like that's a scary way to think, but it's true. 
I'm sure your friend probably can tell you the exact same thing, which I think is another thing that I brought up to you, by the way, which is sort of like you get outside validation or opinions like your friend with his business or the girl that you met at the trial and she told you she likes your YouTube channel and all of a sudden you're motivated. It's like you get motivated by that. But somebody like me, and in my eyes, I guess we're business partners type shit for different channels. You don't get motivated by me. Like, I, I tell you, damn, like this video could be better. You don't really see it as ways to improve or even add more videos. You just, and I, don't, I don't really know the word. It just seems like you just stop. That's it. Like, it, it's you rather do something else type shit. I do want to just cut in very quickly because I've... I, I have been trying to not interrupt either of you, mm -hmm. but I just want to like add like this is still the podcast. I don't know like if you guys are comfortable with how like in depth you're discussing things. Yeah, I mean I'm not mad I right know. now. I don't chill. feel bad, David. What about you? Yeah. I mean I'm chilling. I was gonna bring it up. Uh, yeah, I'm like this is still recorded, right? Because, I mean, because we were because last time yeah. we did we didn't record because it was too personal. So like yeah, that's why, that's I, was why I was. I mean, I also if I could. This is just something that, like, I just wanted to add, and it's really quick. If you're concerned about, like, how the YouTube channel, like, it's not guaranteed, that's true for any small business in general. Like, if you wanted to open that card shop or, like, any kind of dream of, like, being your own boss means there's absolutely no guarantee. You've got to do fucking everything yourself. It's like, my, my dad owns a business. Every single day, like, if he, he is not on top of his own shit and working hard constantly... It could all fall apart and even if he does it could still all fall apart there's just no guarantee whatsoever we're just lucky you know what i mean mm -hmm. like we're we're barely pulling out of the red the past few years because the pandemic has like made people more interested in going kayaking for some reason but those first like 10 whatever even years like since i was a child with island like we were in the red over and over and over again just pouring more and more and more because it's like it's a passion thing for him he'll never know like it could just die one day like it could be big and it's, it's like stocks you know it that's can go up point. and then it can just go right back down and then you've lost everything and that's just how it is as opposed to like getting a cushy like part-time part-time job you're not responsible you just go and you do your job you leave so if that's something you're generally like genuinely feel is how you approach life you are never going to feel confident having your own business mm -hmm. you know what i mean I just yeah, wanted to add that because that was something that, like, I, you guys have kind of pranced around, but you haven't talked about. That yeah, it's not I, just YouTube. I, as a person, am not a adventurous type. I'm a very safe person. Like I said, if there's no guarantee in something, like, or not even a guarantee, if there's is if there isn't like a big, I guess like safety net, I might not do it because I have had I've done many things that never went anywhere um and so it's kind of like it's very um what's the what's the term uh when you're say say so uh hey you can uh, bilingual now <laughs> not disorienting like it it makes you like demotivating um because edward puts in the work he's doing well with his channel and he's like what have you reached 400 yet yeah you're like I'm at, almost I'm at 450 i don't know it was 500 um but wasn't like reaching 500 before december what happened i mean was is it, like, it i mean i don't i don't know if it's gonna hit 500 i'm taking a couple i'm gonna take a week off after just 
posting off an F, so there might be less growth. But right now I'm at 450, which means I possibly could hit like 500 before the end of the year. But I mean, just to, I guess while I'm already talking, just to say this, what do you think the definition of an entrepreneur is if you have to, if you feel like you have to have a safety net, like you have to be willing and I guess not able, because technically speaking, like you don't have to be financially ready to start a business to some degree you do, but at the same time, you have to take those financial risks. And sometimes it can lead you to become not, not poor, but bankrupt. And like, what, what do you think? of actually doing in life if you're not somebody who feels like you want to take risks like what, what do you think is going to happen in like a courtroom for example like what, what if you can't defend i don't know your your client or whatever the fuck there's no guarantee that you're going to win the case you just yeah, yeah, sure. say, fuck it he goes to jail permanently i mean i mean if i can't win the case then he just goes to jail yeah like there's nothing i can do I, of course like most most cases don't even go to trial they're plea bargaining um but if I do go to trial because there is a chance that like my client didn't do something wrong and I lose, that sucks. But that's that's life. Which I mean Well there you go. There there's the mentality I guess, right I, there. I, I guess I guess I haven't I guess I wasn't realistic about it. Um because I guess I never saw the negative aspect of having your own business. I thought it was all like sunshines and shit. But then like yeah. as Macy brought up you'll be in the red most of the time, which I've seen a lot on show, like, like uh, Hell's, um, Hotel Hell with Gordon Ramsay. Like, he would go around to hotels and they'd all be fucking, like, breaking point. Yeah. Um, well, that's reality uh, TV. twice. That's reality TV. Don't get it twisted. Real life is not like you see on TV. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that, like, I just said of a lack of a better term, I called you stubborn. I think you're more so naive. Like, I think that's the right oh, place for you. If, but I, okay. as a as a lawyer or an attorney, that's something you definitely need to like overcome. If if that's genuinely what you are planning on going into, like you you need to kind of overcome at the very minimum. You know, like if you don't think you can manage like being in a courtroom and like putting yourself out there, yeah, you know, like at the end of the day, if you really didn't win, like that's. It is what it is, like you said, but you better be putting every fucking risky, like, argument, literally your heart and soul, into every case and trying your best to win. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, like that. that there there is no guarantee, but. Like, what I mean, like, so that's my job. Like, I'm, I'm fully aware that, like, I'm going to go 100% of it or else I don't have a job. Like, that's life. Uh, but hobbies are a different thing. Um, you're talking about business, opening a business, but the mentality that you have going into the courtroom, like that's the same mentality you need to have when you start a business. Like even a startup, you need to be able to tell yourself this might not amount to anything. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Like if you invest everything into it, well, yes, it's terrifying. And to be honest, like time is money. If you're investing all your time and, you know, actual money into something, that's why you have to be consistent with it. You have to be hard. It's like I said before, and I'm sure you can find on any motivational podcasts or video, growth is linear. It will happen if you put in the work. Like, it's it's scary to say that it'll guarantee because, you know, obviously people, they'll see that say, oh my God, like I, I tried to be consistent as possible, but I didn't see growth. And then let's just use exit, like YouTube, for example, you go to their YouTube channel, like, yes, they're posting videos constantly. They're dog shit. 
Like the long form videos are terrible. It's nothing but gameplay. The shorts are basically that. They're they're nothing. Like it's hard to say you're consistent when you put in low effort. It needs mm -hmm. to be good. You have to be willing to put not everything, but just enough to say that you care about this. You care to see it grow. You know that it'll take off if you put in all this work. And then if it doesn't, I wouldn't say you're wasting your time away. Like it's still something that you can grow in the future. It's it's like an investment, basically. <laughs> that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty much what it is. And then, you know, eventually it becomes so good of an investment that it makes money on its own. You don't have to worry about it. If I could, I'd like to draw a different analogy than YouTube, too, because I feel like it can kind of bridge the gap of what we're talking about back to, like... Mm -hmm. So right now, obviously, you know, your big goal, because it really is, it's just like you, you're setting a goal and setting a large goal is, it's a risk. So setting a goal of having a business or having a successful YouTube channel, setting a goal of being a lawyer, like it's like you said, you know, you're pouring all of this time, all of this effort into like mock trial and getting your degree. You're going to have to pour more. You're going to have to pour a lot of financial resources too into law school, all of yeah. that shit. And there's still like no guarantee to say that you're going to become a lawyer that you could get like you could not get hired you could just decide that's something i'm kind of in like the i'm considering a lot like i'm pouring my heart and soul into school in the same way that you are i'm working on my phd i'm still really young what if i realize after i put in all of this work and i i do all of this insane hard work and i just don't like it or like it's just not for me that's fucking everything terrible. is a risk you're gonna be going through the same thing you know you're progressing through your degree you're gonna go to law school you're gonna spend 10 years in college just like i am at the end of the line like we could just decide we don't like it and that's just something we have to come to terms with the same as a business you gotta pour everything you can and if it doesn't amount to what you expect it to or like even if it does and then you just it like it flops just like you know you can have a high on a stock and then it it folds yeah i mean so when i mean like so as a person i have safety net so for example i'm gonna go to law school and i'm yeah. going to pass like I, I don't have even though like the statistics are very low for people to pass i'm gonna pass um in case i don't i don't have enough money for another go around my safety net is police academy which i think i'll be too old but I'll be like what 26 27 I mean at the end of the day our safety nets is always just going to be like you know they're always hiring at McDonald's like you just got to figure shut like you got to figure something out yeah. like there's always a safety net of like there's going to be a job like something will be available you got to work your ass off to get it you might have to like work like 60 80 hours a week to to cover the bills even if you, you know you get through law school and all that shit like nothing in future is ever guaranteed nothing about your career nothing about your like future about life there is no safety net in life ever like the safety net is just that we are human and we're tenacious and we are just like we literally can't just stop we have to find a way to go yeah or we I'm, just pretty sure, I'm pretty sure there are people in the audience as well um that share my same fear uh, yeah, I mean, shit, I get it too. I was, so... We all get it. I was raised differently from the both of you. I was spoiled. Um, and not by choice, 
because like as as amazing as my father is he doesn't have the emotional capacity to like he didn't he didn't show me as much love as maybe your parents did um because he he wasn't shown much love by my grandparents um so he thought like buying me stuff would be the same as showing me love um and like him being there for me all the time like he was basically like showing me that like I'll always be here, which isn't the best for your son, but it's all, but it's like a good dad, I guess, to always be there for your son. Um, so I know I don't have an actual, like, I've never done anything to a point where I put everything into it and I failed. At least I can't remember if I did. Um, so that's why, like, I don't have the same maybe drive or, um, what's it called? uh inspiration as edward does with youtube um because as as he sees it as like this is something that could either blow up or get destroyed and he said that's okay for me if with that mentality that's terrifying to me because having something that might get destroyed all of my time which you know like time is relative but like all the time that i put would be for nothing um maybe you're right something i have to get out of and maybe like viewers at home who identify with me and you guys can also get a perspective from what we're talking about um it's just uh yeah i mean it's like you said like with anything like you kept saying the word it's terrifying and just to reiterate what you said that's life like that's just how harsh life is I guess it's scary for everybody. And, you know, obviously to make a point, I don't think it has anything to do with parent love. I mean, yes, it's, it does matter the way that you were raised, but it also matters if you were disciplined or not. If your dad wasn't there to discipline you, and that's one of the reasons why you don't have, I don't even know if tenacity is the right word, but... I think it's the, just kind of like follow through during yeah, adversity. It, it's the, the discipline of it. It's also the, you know, like to face the music of it, just to, to do it. Like that's pretty much all it is to do it, to keep consistent with it, and that all comes to like discipline. It's the same with the gym, David. Like you go to the gym, will it amount to anything? Between you and I, you could probably say no. The only reason you know it will is because you're consistent with it. You know you have to put in a bunch of hard work to maintain yourself at the gym. It's not just going there, working out, and that's it. You have to be on top of your diet. You have to do more than that. You have to sleep well, drink water. Like, that's a lot of fucking work. And that has real-world effects. It's the same, you know, with creating any business. It can have real-world effects if you put the work into it. If you're afraid of doing anything, and I'm obviously not to say that you literally are, but if you're afraid of doing anything or starting everything because of the fact that you know it might become destructive and then all of a sudden you lose all of your time, that's just how it is. And you won't go anywhere. Well, it's not that you won't go anywhere. Obviously, you can always start it back up. It's the same with muscles. If you stop working out, they go away. Yes, to some degree, they start breaking down faster, but you have the muscle memory and the blueprint of how to start it up again if you want to. It's basically the same way with a business. You just keep going at it. You just try again. That's just how life is. Yeah. No, something else that like Loki has helped me like a little tiny bit, just like a maybe piece of advice. If it helps you, if not, it's fine. I honestly sometimes will set like contradictory goals. Like I'll have a goal, but if it doesn't happen, I'll set like another like it's a positive goal, 
but it's like you know if this shit breaks down and like i fail then i am contributing to my goal of like learning to overcome failure you know what i mean like i will set that shit in my mind and then it's like i'm a checkbox person right i have to make everything into a list or else i can't function mm -hmm. so i make like contradictory lists so no matter what happens i can at least check off on something granted it's still gonna fucking suck but at least i have that little bit of like you know what i didn't just lose everything i at least gained in one direction i don't know if that would be something to like it's a mindset thing like i trained myself to think like this okay. but maybe that could help you too i didn't mean to interrupt anybody but i wanted to like add that in there before it became less relevant because i i thought you know maybe it could help well not to interrupt or interject but our timer is has hit the 20 minutes so any final thoughts you can provide you know, I just hope that the audience um, loved our topics and maybe gained something from our topics aside yeah. from like the uh, stocks because we're not um, we are not financial, <laughs> no financial advisors. <laughs> I mean, you keep saying audience, but uh, David, you asked us about opening a business. Did you gain anything from us talking about it? Oh, hundred percent. I, I so okay. I'm not uh, like I, I hate I hate being that guy that says yes and then like maybe falling back into my old it. like but yeah but no I definitely feel a lot more confident from what you guys said um, I mean I'm happy right but we've had these talks before and you yeah. have fallen back on it so yeah. I'm in my opinion I expect you to do the exact same thing if you yeah. don't do that I'm gonna be honestly surprised alright so there you go like there's your motivation right there prove me wrong the fuck yeah um by the way, I sent you the uh, short on Landed Freak. The what? What? Email? Sent an email? Yeah. What the fuck? Just send it to me to <laughs> Discord. No, I, I don't have um, Nitro. Oh, snap. Oh, it's that big? Yeah, it's 93 meg megabytes. Damn, buddy's going to my, my entire fucking email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, AOL. I AOL. That as david said to our audience and i hope we had like a productive discussion overall i felt like I don't know, i'm always like i love talking out my ass and like giving advice where i sometimes really don't deserve to because i to some degree am the same as you david like i will set all these goals and i think i set too many goals for myself so i fall back on some of them pretty consistently or like some just get backburned like kind of permanently while i work on like the pressing things that have deadlines kind of shit yeah so yeah i don't know it was a little bit of a, a crazy episode but i hope y'all enjoyed is there anything that you wanted to finish off with eddie uh i just wanted to say um and this is this isn't really mainly for the audience but i guess david particularly um because obviously the reason we didn't record the last episode was because it was too personal and i mean it can be argued that we should personal stuff now i think the main reason why this is okay is because it wasn't personal to us like that wasn't the entirety of it and not yeah. to mention there wasn't any direction with this one we had direction i don't mind like talking personal but it's not something that should be on camera and just to point this out by the way the reason like you tried to not argue but make the argument that oh well you said we're doing this as friends we literally had a segment at the end possibly at the end of every episode where we could share anything we wanted you didn't want to do that because it was too personal so to me that's a bit hypocritical but i mean i don't like i said before if it's something we should talk personally it shouldn't be recorded like that that's that's all i want to say i mean yeah, it's it's changed like I'm not gonna. I mean, this isn't as personal as like family stuff. 
Yeah. When I meant personal, I meant like, you know, like actually personal. Like this isn't personal. This is like, oh, like yeah. shit that's going to get us doxxed. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, this this episode Let's is not do that. <laughs> last last episode, buddy was name dropping, email dropping, address dropping. It was crazy. What? Anyways, thank you guys for joining us on this episode of the Med Podcast. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hopefully, you have a great rest of your day. Oh, and happy Veterans Day, of course. Shout out to Brandon. Oh, happy Veterans Day. Probably should have talked about that. Yeah. I'm talking about it right now. Uh, veterans community cool. posts. Don't even worry about it. And Pringle, there dude, you Pringle. go. Ah, bitch, bro. Pringles going to everywhere for free food. Dude, you know what wow. showed me his bank account yesterday? Boy, at ten dollars. It is, it is, yeah, it is low. Anyways, we didn't mean to say that. Uh, he has fifteen dollars forty-seven cents. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Goodbye. Bye.